Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather on this fine Sunday morning to sing and to pray, to shake a hand and extend a kindness. We gather from places of joy and faith and hope. We gather from places of sadness and questions and concern. And we ask, God, in your, in your tender providence, that you would, you would meet us here from whatever place we are and walk with us to the place you want us to go as we gather around your word, the scriptures. May it be our rule and your spirit be our teacher and the glory of Jesus, our primary concern, in whose name we pray, amen. amen. This is a great day, you know? I mean, tulip timers are here, tulip timing, and uh, graduation stuff is happening today. Uh, someone in the first service was here celebrating their 52nd wedding anniversary to the day, married here at Pillar 52 years ago. This is a great day, you know? Uh, so I'll, I'll just then apologize from the beginning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to do some hard work today. I want you to lean with me into an ache. We live in a charged moment. These are tense times. I'm not a sociologist, and I'm not a particularly good historian. Maybe it's always been like this. It just seems to me it's like this, charged, tense. It's charged uh, racially. It's charged... Socially, it's charged. Culturally, it's charged. Politically, it's tense. And some of us, some of the times, wonder, how do you live Christianly when it's charged? So I have a word from the Lord for anyone who wonders. A prompting of the Spirit for anyone asking, how do you live? It's from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. You wonder how to live in charged times? You want to know how to make your way when things are tense? Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, 
but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. Anybody feel the weight of that? There are some words you could use to describe me, and I'm not always sure these are the ones when it's charged. I got a text message yesterday afternoon informing me of an uh, incident from Friday evening five blocks from my house. Uh, Four African-American individuals and the police and guns and domestic violence and some are saying excessive force and others are saying and, and some are saying racial prejudice and others are saying standard protocol and domestic abuse and Peter's saying finally all of you have unity of spirit sympathy love for one another a tender heart and a humble mind do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse but on the contrary repay with a blessing It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. And we could could go on. You could add your circumstances, and you could share your stories. I don't think Peter's going to change his mind. Pastor out west for a while. There was a guy in the church, probably more than a guy, but at least one guy who just did not like me. I mean, I'm so likable, and he (laughs) did not like me. And he would talk about me. He worked in a shop downtown, and people from the church would come into the shop, and he'd pull them aside in the aisle and talk about me. Do you know what I think about this guy? You don't want to know what I think about this guy. You want to know the conversations I've had with this guy in my head? But Peter says, finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. So here's what I was thinking we could do. Anyone interested in how to live in charged times, I I thought we could come to the table in just a minute and on our way, walk word by word, phrase by phrase, line by line through those two verses in 1 Peter 3 in hopes that the words and the phrases and the lines might describe us as we make our way in the world. In your worship folder on page 7, there's like, a whole page. On the left side, you can write down the words and fill in whatever the Spirit prompts in your heart. It starts like this, finally, which comes across as as a sort of like concluding statement. In conclusion, or lastly, uh, but not exactly what Peter has in mind. This is, there's still like two chapters to go in one Peter. This is not the last statement, but rather Peter has something else in mind. The word he uses is telos, like telescope. He's pointing us to what will be one day. He's offering for us the trajectory of our lives, unity, sympathy, love, tenderness, humility, 
blessing. So if that's what will be, it kind of takes the pressure off now. You don't have to have it all here today. But if that's what will be, we ought to practice now. The way to the end needs to run consistent with the way. Or, 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 did, I, did, that make, did I make sense? Does that make sense, what I just said? The, the process is as important as the end. The journey is as necessary as the destination. You can't get where you want to go by means other than where you're going to go. This is what uh, I think is the brilliance of MLK Jr. and his nonviolent protest to racial segregation in the 60s. The way to peace is not violence. The way to love is not gossip. The way to tenderness is not bitterness. The way to humility is not pride. Finally, all of you, can I break this one down for you? Can I help you out with this one? All of you, which means everyone who bends the knee and confesses with their mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord, which does mean then we ought not, in the Christian community, expect from those who don't bend the knee and confess with their mouths the same sort of virtues that we intend on a, of ourselves. But it does mean we ought to intend to them ourselves. Unity, sympathy, love, tenderness, humility, blessing, all of you. Have unity of spirit. Have you noticed, if you've ever read the Bible, have you noticed it's like dogged insistence on unity? We like to think of unity as a happy circumstance outside on the lawn on a sunny day after church. The gospel thinks it's a necessary conviction of the Christian life. Amen. Have unity of spirit. Jesus, the night that they killed him, he's praying, and he prays, Father, as you and I are one, may they be one in us. Unity. Uh, Paul, who, who gave most of his Christian life defending the gospel, also says, brothers and sisters, be of one mind, having the same accord, being of the same love, unity. In charged times, intense seasons, this is the way forward. Unity. To witness to a broken, aching, divided world something else, something more, something better. Have unity of spirit. Which doesn't mean everyone thinks alike, everyone acts alike, everyone talks alike, everyone looks alike, everyone likes you. The point of unity is to stay together despite the differences. Have unity of spirit. Sympathy. Uh, Two words shoved together in this case, sum, meaning with, and pathes, meaning feeling or passion. Uh, from, pathes is from pasca, which is the same word used to describe Jesus, who's the pascal lamb. Peter is inviting us to feel with others in the same way that Jesus entered in for the good of the whole. It's not just being with someone in their sadness or suffering, but offering ourselves, feeling with, for their better. We don't redeem as Christ's life, death, and resurrection does, but we do nurture and encourage. Sum pathes. Uh, so Thursdays, I try to write sermons. So whatever happens to me on Thursday, I just consider it fair game for the sermon. 
So don't email me, don't call, don't stop by. You have given me permission. Uh, Thursday, here's how it goes in our house. Um, I wake up peacefully. The children come down the stairs single file. They <laughs> hand me coffee. They make me breakfast in bed. It's, pretty, it's how it goes with you, too, right? <laughs> Not at all. We, we, I, I scramble out of bed later than I want to. I run upstairs to get the girls. I shake Lydia. She's the 12-year-old. Then I go over to Tabitha. Hey, Tabby, while Lydia goes back to sleep. Mariah, she's not happy about anything at 6.30 or whenever it is in the morning. This Thursday, they happen to get downstairs into our bedroom. Uh, most of them were clothed. And little Ava, uh, the two-year-old, was regaling us with her sweetness. And Lydia, the 12-year-old, said of Ava, the two-year-old, oh, she's so cute, she's to die for. And Mariah, the eight-year-old, trying to be agreeable, but also make sense of such a bold claim to die for, said, yeah, that's right, Daddy. If she were sick, you would take the sickness for her and die for her. And I thought to myself, if only it worked like that. And, yeah. Sumpethes, feeling so deeply for. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another. Uh, you notice how the Bible rarely, if ever, asks us to do things we're naturally good at? You know? Like, when I was a kid, my mom never said, now, Johnny, eat your ice cream. It was, now, Johnny, eat your vegetables. Love for one another, because maybe it doesn't come naturally to us. Now, there are four words uh, in, in Greek, which is the language of the New Testament, for love. You probably know all of this. Storge and eros. Storge is the parental love. Eros is the sexual love. So in this instance, it's pretty easy to set those two aside. The other two are agape and philios. Agape is the what you might call unconditional love. It's the put your head down and love anyway. Love. Uh, philios is, is sort of friendly affection. Uh, which of the two do you suppose Peter uses in this case? Agape, put your head down and love anyway, or philios, nurture friendly affection. You want to think agape, right? It's philios. Agape would be easier, wouldn't it? Just love anyway. Just discipline yourself to love. Peter's asking, nurture friendly affection. Love one another. Oh, what, I think it's Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He said, they'll know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart. You know, like sweet and passive and mild and just stop talking until we're ready for you. No, tender heart is deeper than that. It's grittier than that. It's not passive and mild. It's something you feel in your gut. You, you, you can feel it. You so enter into the care and concern of another. You feel it. Uh, Cheryl and I were talking before the service. Two of her grandkids are about to graduate to the next level of bike riding. Uh, the six-year-old is now off of the training wheels so that the three-year-old can ride the bike with the training wheels, which means the three-year-old gets to just tear up and down the sidewalk. Apparently, earlier this week, 
uh, the three-year-old was riding faster than Cheryl could keep up towards an intersection. And she could feel it. Everything was fine and great, but that's what I'm talking about. Uh, a tender heart. You feel so deeply. You care so much. Not just with our grandkids or our kids, but for one another. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart, and a humble mind. It just keeps going. It's like endless. Give us a break, Peter. A humble mind. We love to compare ourselves to each other. And we kind of grade ourselves according to the other. Well, I'm more this than her. And I'm more that than him. So we remain complacent, maybe, because at least I'm not like, and I'm better than. A humble mind invites us to have an appropriate acknowledgement of who we are as we pursue Christ. You're gen more generous than your neighbor? Wonderful. Are you more generous than Christ? You're, you're kinder than your classmate? That's great. Are you kinder than Christ? An appropriate acknowledgement of who you are as we pursue Christ. Not less than who you are, not more than who you are, not better than so-and-so, but on the way with Jesus, a humble mind. And now, if you can handle it, do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. Who does that? Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing? I don't want to do that. It's so much easier to go, you know, the way of tooth for tooth. It's so much easier to go the way of eye for an eye. It's so much easier to hold on to resentment and bitterness and anger and frustration. It's just so much easier it doesn't end well, but it's easier in the moment. And Peter says, repay with a blessing. You probably have heard by now about the two men who were arrested at Starbucks out in Philly on April 12. Uh, two black men, Dante Robinson and Rashawn Nelson. They went into Starbucks they're going to meet a third colleague for a business conversation. One of them asked the clerk if he could use the restroom. The response was, this is only for paying customers. Frustrated, you can imagine, he went back to his table to wait for their third party uh, when the clerk called the police, accusing them of trespassing. So the police came and arrested them. Uh, it was video recorded and then posted uh, out onto the universe and social media uh, and the nation responded. Uh, Starbucks has, they're taking May 29 all day, closing 8,000 stores uh, to offer their employees racial bias training. You know how much money they're not going to make on May 29? I, I don't, a lot of money, I would think. And do you know how willing they are. Do you know how much money they're willing to pay Dante and Rashan to let this thing go away? Quiet down. 
make amends, and now we can get on with business. Can you imagine how much money Starbucks is willing to pay? And this thing went into litigation. You can imagine it would uh, with, with Starbucks and the uh, city of Philadelphia and Rashawn and Dante. You know how much money Rashawn and Dante asked for and will get paid? I did, I did a little math because I, I thought it might put it into perspective. If you combine the amount of money these two men will get paid and figured out how many cups of coffee at Starbucks you could buy, you know how many cups of coffee Dante and Rashawn could buy at Starbucks with the amount of money they're going to get from Starbucks? Zero. You know what they asked for? One dollar. One dollar. Quoted as saying in Good Morning America in an interview, we wanted to take what was negative and turn it positive. That's really what we want. That's really what we want. Uh, they did actually ask for a grant of $200,000 so that they could help any public school student in Philadelphia who has an idea uh, for a business. That's what I'm talking about. That's what Peter's talking about. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. Thank you, Dante and Rashan. If that's what they can do, what can we do? What can you do? What should we do? Who do you need to bless? You know? That you might inherit a blessing. This is what we're in for. This is where we're headed. This is where we're going. Finally, one day, blessing because of Jesus Christ who did not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but repaid with a blessing. Christ offered his life for us. He died and rose again so that we might know blessing, salvation, life, wholeness, freedom, unity, love, forgiveness, all of these things, and they show up in the bread and through the cup today. Blessing for you here now. Amen? Amen. So let's come to the table today in charged times when it's tense if you wonder how to live and which way to go here it is let's pray together Father, Son, and Holy Spirit we bless you for who you are and for everything that you accomplish for us you created the world you preserve it in your kindness you preserve us in it too. You, you love the world and you love us, so you sent your son Jesus to die for forgiveness and rise for reconciliation. So with your whole church on earth and with all the company of heaven, we worship you, Christ, singing together.